This is Chris Reynolds and welcome to the Entrepreneur House podcast. The Entrepreneur House is a business accelerator for established entrepreneurs creating events and retreats all over the world. If you're ready to take your business to the next level with other successful entrepreneurs, be sure to apply at theentrepreneurhouse.com. And now on to today's episode. Today, Entrepreneur House listeners, we have Jimena Cortez on the show. Jimena is a marketing consultant specializing in search engine marketing and LinkedIn lead generation. She is an international speaker featured at conferences in Dubai, Europe, Central America, and the U.S., and she's taught over 4,000 professionals worldwide how to use LinkedIn to grow their business. Jimena has been mentioned in online magazines such as Inc.com, Entrepreneur.com, and Forbes. She is the author of Secrets of SEO marketing and the founder of wizard media and linked blueprint he made his clients get an average roi of 300 percent or more on their marketing campaigns she's also an alumni of the entrepreneur house and a good friend Jimena, welcome to the show hey chris thanks for having me Jimena, um, I remember when you stayed at the house this summer when we were in Barcelona, and I, it, it was great because I got the opportunity to kind of pick your mind a little bit and learn uh, about your past. But I think I want to share some of that with the listeners today, you know, how you got your start as an entrepreneur, um, where you came from, and how that led into who you are today. So. I actually started my first business when I was um, right out of high school. I was like 18 years old, and I had a friend that was uh, doing some, he was doing sales for an, a travel company, and basically they were just calling up companies that were already traveling for, for a trade show and just offering the, the rooms that are near the convention center at a lower rate than the show had them. So it was like a perfect market because they had to go there anyways, and we had the rooms cheaper. So then me and my partner ended up saying, like, hey, we could do this on our own. So we started that business, did really well the first year and a half. We brought in half a million dollars in sales. And then uh, as the money came in, him and I started fighting a lot. And long story short, I ended up just leaving the company and said, never again will I have a business partner in my life. That was awful. And so, um, you know, then I, then I got into marketing um, through another friend of mine. He hired me at his company. And from there, I just... I had different marketing jobs and learned different strategies um, from media buying to SEO. And um, then in 2012, I was ready to start a business again. I felt like I had enough training both from, you know, how to run a business standpoint because I took a lot of classes, you know, from SCORE and places like that. Um, And then also just from having marketing knowledge. And And I went into marketing because... I knew that that is the most powerful skill you can have. If you know how to sell Mm -hmm. and you know how to market, you can be in any industry that you want to be in because that is the lifeblood of any business. I don't care what business you're in. So, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I I absolutely agree. One of my first jobs at a university was um, I was in a mortgage business selling mortgages. And the guy that trained me said the exact same thing. He said, he said, you know, sales is a lifestyle. You're either selling yourself to get a job or selling yourself to um, somebody to date or you're selling mm-hmm. a product or you're, sell- you're always selling something or you're always enrolling somebody in something. And the better you know how to sell, the better, the more you can get uh, out of your dreams and out of out of the things you want in life. Absolutely. So that's why I went into that. And then I started the current company that I have now uh, in 2012, um, you know, doing SEO initially. And over the years, we've also 
uh, done a lot of training for LinkedIn lead generation, and we also have done for you uh, services for LinkedIn because that's that's how I ended up getting all my SEO clients in the beginning was all through LinkedIn, and we had so much success that you know my friends and even in the marketing world were like, "Well, hey, can you do that for me?" <laughs> you know, and so that's how that started. Um, so let's go back to your very first business. You were pretty. How old were you when you started that business? Um, I was eighteen. You're 18 and you had half a million dollars in sales come in. What was that like for you as an 18-year-old to have that much money come in in your very first business? It was crazy. Well, well, it wasn't all mine because I had to share it, you know, with my partner. But at one point, you know, we had like six people working for us that were doing the sales. And it was hard because, you know, people would, would look to him for leadership and for guidance because he was older. Mm -hmm. But really, I was the one that was doing all the main work. And that's why that's one of the reasons I ended up leaving was because people didn't want to take quote unquote orders from an 18 year old. But yet they would take it from him when he's getting the information from me. So I was I was like not having it. <laughs> yeah, he was he was good at sales. I'll give him that. But then once the money rolled in, uh, you know, he didn't want to work as much. So. So so that was your first and your only partnership, correct? Uh, yes. Now I've worked with people in the past, but not at that level where it's like your super partners. You know, it's like no, if if it doesn't work out, we can easily leave, kind of thing. Do you think you could ever have another partnership? Um, maybe. Yeah. I really don't know. I would have to find somebody I know the person really, really well and have worked with them before. Like it would be a thing where we try working together for like six months. Mm -hmm. And if everybody's pulling their own weight, then at that point, then we become actual partners. But I, I don't think I would do it out of the blue like that without testing that person's work ethic. Yeah, I think that's a good point. You know, there's so many people out there that give different perspectives on partnerships and some people uh, are dead set against them and some people like them and some people, you know, say only do business with their family and some people say don't do business at all with your family. So <laughs> right. <laughs> it's kind of funny, but I think it just depends on the person, I would suppose. Um, yeah. So... Um, what are the projects that you're focusing on these days, Jimena? So, uh, let's see. Well, you know, my, my main bread and butter is my agency. So we're really ramping up this year. Uh, we just hired two new people and probably will be hiring another one at the end of the month. Um, so that's going really well. And another focus is uh, also, we, you know, we have an online training on LinkedIn. Um, so that's another focus as well to continue to get that in the hands of you know, entrepreneurs that perhaps can't necessarily afford our done-for-you services. Um, they could at least get the knowledge and, and do it on their own. That's cool. And so like kind of the, the theme of the podcast that I'm doing these days is focused around people that have kind of built um, movements around their business. And I, I believe you've kind of done that with, you know, you've taught over 4,000 entrepreneurs and you specialize in LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Um what are some tips you could give the audience as creating a, a movement like that or um, being a leader in that respect that they might be able to get value out of? Hmm, let me think about this. Well, I guess if you're, if you're trying to build a, like a tribe or a community, uh, the, the biggest thing is really communication and how you communicate with that person or those people. Mm -hmm. um, so, for example, you know, we've got thousands of people on our email list and 
it, it matters when you send an email to them that you connect with, with them uh, on a personal level. Um, sure, you want to have sales messages in there in between, but you want to also give advice and let them get to know you as a person. People, just, when you put yourself out there like that, there are people that you are going to connect with no matter what. So it's just a matter of finding more of those people, getting them in your tribe and having communication with them. If you get you know, a support email, somebody responds to your email and asks a question, respond back. Don't be so like unavailable. So, do you ever have any fears or insecurities that come out uh, come up from putting yourself out there as a, a leader in your tribe? Oh, absolutely, um, you're always going to get the haters, and I, and I feel like <laughs> uh, until until you don't, if you don't have any haters, we'll get some because then you haven't got, got enough people watching. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it, it's scary. You know, I've had people say things about me that are completely untrue, and the kicker is they don't even know me or. People that are like not even on my email list or not my friend on Facebook, they might have just been like on a webinar that I did or something and they didn't like something I said and because of that they're going to go on the internet and call you names and stuff and say things that are not true. So I do find that quite fascinating but you're always going to find that, you know, the internet trolls out there when you start putting yourself out there. So that, that is something that does happen, you know. Yeah, I've even found that uh, some of that stuff come up for me. What are some ways to handle those situations like if you say you have a hater and they're come you know saying something that's untrue about you how, how would you handle something like that personally on your own level i usually just ignore them unless they're really causing harm which they mostly don't um because if, for example like if you google my name or if you google my company uh the, the main the most things that come up are like my linkedin page and my interviews that i've done my personal website so most of the stuff that comes up is, is pretty positive um, so I just have a lot of that stuff out there. So it really overshadows whatever little mean stuff somebody says. And they sound stupid because you can tell they're clearly just trying to call me a name. Like yeah. someone called me fat one time. I'm like, dude, seriously? <laughs> yeah, that's a low blow. That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you ever, now I want to ask you this. Have you ever had um, any any fears come up as being a quote unquote tribal leader or um, an entrepreneur that that have actually stopped you from moving forward. Um, I'm trying to think of a particular instance. You know, I'm I'm really one of those people. When I get an idea or I want to do something, I just go and do it. And sometimes it goes really well, and other times, you know, I hit my head against the wall, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I you know. Nothing's coming to mind. Not saying that I'm not fearful, but usually, I'm I'm really the kind of person where if I want something, I will go do it and and I will have it and I will figure it out if I really wanted it or not. You know, just even how how I met you this summer. Like I decided, hey, I think I want to go to Europe for the summer. I found the entrepreneur house and so I did it. Mm -hmm. Put all my stuff in storage. I went and I left. Like for most people, like a lot of people say that they could never do that to travel alone and to. And after the entrepreneur house was over, I stayed in Europe by myself for another two months mm -hmm. and just traveled to places I'd never been to before. So for a lot of people, that's very scary. And it was scary for me as well. I, I was, I'd never done that before. I always travel with friends or groups of people for business. I've never just go off on my own to random cities. But it was a wonderful experience. I got to meet a lot of people, see amazing places, and I'm glad I did it. Now I have the experience. I know what I like and what I don't like. And now I'm back home and everything's fine. You've been featured kind of all over the world as a keynote speaker. What are just some, some of the things that you talk about in your speeches? 
Uh, well, the, the main stuff that I talk about is really uh, the LinkedIn marketing. And the reason being is, you know, one, one part of my company is doing search engine optimization and the other one is LinkedIn marketing and training. And so many people want to use LinkedIn. They know that their target audience is there. They know it's a, a very powerful tool. But they just have no idea how to leverage it. So I do a lot of speaking around that um, and also just in general about business networking uh, because if you really think about it, no matter what business you're in, and just like we said earlier, you know, marketing and sales is the lifeblood of any business, but at the end of the day, what it really comes down to is relationships mm-hmm. because you're marketing and you're selling to people and in order to do that, you got to build a relationship with them, whether you know personal or at a mass level, but that's a re- relationship that's built. And so people have truly the power to take you from where you are to where you want to be. And LinkedIn is a place where if you can identify what person or who specifically do you need right now to take you from where you are to where you want to be, and you devise a strategy to connect with those people and do business with them, you can have a lot of success and not be restrained by like geography or, or time zones or anything because it's online you can connect with people at, at any time of the day though when they wake up they'll see your message um, so that's incredibly powerful and it's not always just you know clients um, you know we do we do most most of our campaigns for for our clients as for them to get clients um, but if you need for example investors or referral partners or you want to get PR for your business you can connect with the people that have the power to give you that on LinkedIn if you don't know those people any other way or if you have no other way to get to them. So is there anything you can share, Jimena, about how you built your business through LinkedIn, like some tips or tactics that the audience may uh, benefit from? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, a LinkedIn campaign, in order for it to be successful, it's all about saying the right things to the right people uh, in the right sequence. So, The first step is you really have to figure out who is your ideal client or who is it that you're you're trying to reach. That's very important because everything else you do is going to revolve around that decision. So let's say, you know, I decide that I want to target carpet cleaners, right? So in my profile, I want to talk about the work I've done for carpet cleaners, how I've helped them grow their business, that kind of thing. So when I connect with carpet cleaners on LinkedIn, they see that I'm an authority in their space. And so that's, that, that makes it more likely for them to connect with me and for them to um, be intrigued into having a conversation with me. And then after that, um, usually what we'll do is we'll start conversations with people, just you know, sharing information, sharing ideas, asking questions on LinkedIn, which then lead into taking that conversation offline into a phone call. And that phone call is really like about, hey, are we the right fit to work together? And if you are, then now you just got a sale. And that's how we do uh, all of our lead generation campaigns. Now, Linked Blueprint is one of your products that you are featuring these days. And do you want to share the audience, share with the audience a little bit about what that is? Because I was checking out the website and it looked like a really cool product that you have for somebody that was interested in using LinkedIn to generate more traffic. So the, the Linked Blueprint, it really is a, a complete blueprint of exactly what you need to do on LinkedIn with all the details, no fluff, no hype, and how to generate business with LinkedIn. So it's a seven-week program. Uh, each week, a new uh, module opens up, and you follow the, the, the training in the order that it's taught. 
And with that, usually our students are able to start seeing results in the second and third weeks. So um, it's very powerful training. It's got everything from message templates to what to say. So if you can copy paste, you can pretty much have success with this program. How to write your profile, how to grow a group, manage a group, uh, how to turn your group members into clients, um, how to outsource the whole thing, and also different tips and hacks that we found along the way for resources uh, to convert a higher percentage of your prospects. So it really is a very complete training uh, for anybody that wants to use LinkedIn. And the best part is we show you how to outsource it all so you don't have to do any other work. You literally just get involved when somebody's interested in having a meeting with you. Very cool. Jimena is a fellow marketer. Some of the things that I really enjoy about marketing is that you can take uh, an idea that pops into your head and then push it out into the world and then uh, see the actual tangible results come back from promoting that idea. And so I'm kind of curious, Jimena, I know you're passionate about the things that you do and you have a marketing personality. What are some of the things that you really enjoy and like about marketing? Well, what I really love about it is is, is really analyzing the, the numbers and what you got out of it. And when you make a change, analyzing what that change did. Because at the end of the day, it, it's a very analytical process. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things that we do is, you know, we, we look at, for example, on, on a LinkedIn campaign, um, how many people did we request to connect with? How many accepted that request? How many did we message? And then from that, how many appointments did we generate? Are the numbers in line with other campaigns? If they're not in line, then we need to optimize different areas. And based on the numbers for each section, I know which part of the campaign to optimize. So it's really a beautiful thing when you can look at numbers and look at the story they tell and then take action based on that so that you can hit the numbers that you want to hit. And then then you'll know, okay, so with, with this profile, we're getting this many appointments. If we want to double our efforts, we just got to do more. We got to do more profiles. We got to target a different area. So you, then you start to, to scale once you've got a system in place for it. In your book, what are some of the some key tips? Um, you may have mentioned them already, actually. But Actually, I didn't. Okay. So the, the book that I wrote, um, and I wrote that back in 2012, it's about SEO. So uh, you know, with SEO, it's, it's a completely different marketing strategy. It's a very powerful one because you're showing up you know, at the top of Google when somebody searching for what you have, when we're doing a LinkedIn campaign, we have to get them interested in what you have. They weren't searching for it. Um, so, you know, SEO is a very powerful uh, marketing strategy. And uh, one of the things in the book that no matter how many algorithm changes Google goes through is uh, the chapter that I wrote on keyword research is still very relevant today. Uh, how you look at, you know, uh, how, how people search for you, which queries uh, are a buyer query versus somebody that's just searching for information. So really knowing that that information gives you great market research insight and also helps you in determining, you know, what do you really want to come up for? Uh, Even if it has less traffic, but it's going to bring more buyers. Well, that's what we want. We don't need quantity. We need quality. Jimena, what drives you as an entrepreneur? You've done, you've had quite a bit of success in your life and um, I think you've done amazing things, but really, what what what's the passion behind that for you? Um, I really can't work for anybody else. <laughs> you know, it is just not possible. I have that problem because, too. <laughs> because uh, you know, when I've had jobs in the past, and I've usually had sales jobs, um, for some reason, you know, I start the job, I get the training, and then 
you know, the, the first month is usually kind of slow and then it starts to build up. And then second and third month, I start killing it. And then all of a sudden, the commission structure changes. So I make less money. So I got really tired of that. That happened several times. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to make what I'm going to make. And whether if I make a sale, I should be paid on whatever that sale is. So now through my company, if we make sales, I get paid and no one's lowering the payment unless I give the client a discount. So there's no one taking my commissions anymore. <laughs> um, so that's, you know, that, that's really a, a driving force. Um, just to be able to have the, the freedom and to, to make the decisions. I mean, even just to, to travel as much as I do. I've got a trip. And I told myself I wasn't going to travel this year. Well, <laughs> I've got one week out of the past three, the next three months uh, coming up. I've got at least one week in the month I'm traveling. And then I should be in Europe for another month this summer. There's no job that would give me that. It's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think like the more entrepreneurs I meet, I think we have such a strong sense of freedom and, and liberty that we really urge and we long for because, you know, it takes a lot of risk to start a business. It takes a lot of work to start a business and have that, that much driving, driving passion to uh, overcome those things just for our own freedom, you know, freedom of thought, freedom of choice, freedom to control our own income. It's pretty incredible. Agreed. But, but I, I think it's just something in us that pushes us, you know. <laughs> so tell us a couple tips that every entrepreneur should know about LinkedIn, Jimena. Huh, okay, let's see. Well, number one is uh, you really want to make sure that you stand out as an authority in your field. So, you know, you have no idea how many times I get a client and they're super successful. They have this amazing background. And then you look at their profile and there's like three words on there. So you'd never know anything like that just by looking at their profile. And if you, you know, if you want to be found on LinkedIn by your prospects or if you want to do prospecting on LinkedIn, you got to put your best foot forward. It's just like going to a networking event. You're going to dress nice. If you come in with stained shirt and holes in your jeans, no one's going to want to talk to you. It's the same thing on LinkedIn. It's just, it's copywriting instead of like clothing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say that that's the biggest thing. And, and the other thing is really look at who you're already connected with that you would like to do business with and start a conversation with that person. You, you would be surprised as to how receptive people are to talking about business and giving you 10 minutes of their time to see if you guys are a right fit for each other just because you asked and just because you're connected on LinkedIn, which is a business social network. So very good. And how about a couple tips that every entrepreneur should know about marketing? Hmm. Well, marketing is there's so many kinds of marketing, but the main thing is you really got to track and, and know your numbers. And again, I, I come across a lot of businesses who are marketing and they'll pay whatever, you know, a few thousand dollars for a magazine ad. And then you ask them, how many calls did you get from it? Well, I don't know. It could have came from the website. It could have been the magazine. It could have been this. I'm like, okay, we'll put a different phone number on each ad. And then you know what came from what. Like just like track your stuff. If, you, if you've got several things out there going, you need to know what's bringing in what and what's working and what's not. Because something that's not working, you need to cut out. And the thing that is working, you need to ramp that up. So... Mm. so- how much time would you say, like percentage-wise, that you spend tracking your own numbers for your business? Well, um, every Saturday, I look at I look at my finances and see like how we're doing for the month. So I keep very much on top of that. And I've noticed the months that I don't stay on top of it because I get busy or whatever, those are months I make less money. So 
that's that's kind of an interesting correlation. And then um, usually on a daily basis, I'm looking at my numbers from from especially like my LinkedIn campaign because that's the main marketing that we do. I look at how many leads we're getting, how many phone calls I'm getting on, how many I'm converting, all of that. Now, is this something you do solely yourself or do you have other people on your team or? Oh, no, I have other people on my team. Well, they're the ones doing the actual work. Um, I look, I'm the ones that's, that's doing like the analyzing of the numbers. And for my campaign, I get on some of the calls and some of the other calls someone else takes. And, and do you have any other assistance in analyzing your numbers or is it just something you do solely by yourself? Um, for my numbers, it's something that I do, but for okay. our clients, um, you know, our project, our social media managers are the ones that, that look at that on a weekly basis and then they tell me and we make decisions together. Okay, so what would you recommend? Like, I know some entrepreneurs that really just don't like numbers and <laughs> it's a friend. It's a friend I'm talking about. And uh, <laughs> and uh, this friend doesn't like analyzing numbers that much. What Do you have any recommendations? I don't know if it's in your personality that you just enjoy it or if it's just something you... I actually hate freaking numbers. I okay. hate it, but they're, they're a necessary evil. Okay. Uh, if you really don't like them that much, hire somebody that does. Okay. Because for everything in my business that I really dislike... I hire somebody that wants to do that. And my business really started taking off uh, when I hired somebody that actually I used to work for this person 10 years ago. He was the best manager that ever managed me. And now he is working for me and he's really helping and putting in systems with the team and just systems for everything, which I hate creating systems, Uh but you have to have systems in place when you're scaling. And he's, been doing that for me and, and, I, and I see night and day difference in our productivity in our in our income and in our client results and everything which is something that I try to do but I hate doing it so much that it just just wasn't happening the right way but because it comes natural to him he's very good at it yeah yeah I kind of like I feel the same way I'm not I don't like tracking my numbers but I've done it for so long for my businesses that I've become good at it and that I've almost got to the point where, okay, I'm good at it. And I don't know if there's anybody else that can do as well as me at it. But at the same time, I really don't like doing it. So I'm kind of, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm butting heads with myself in that respect. So that's that's a good tip. Thank you very much. Is there anything else you want to share about yourself, Jimena, as an entrepreneur and like a tribe builder that you think the audience should know? Or do you have any hidden talents that other people don't know about you that you'd like to share? Uh, well, you know, just just as far as advice, I would say um, just really know what you want and and work towards that every day. You know, I meditate every morning and every night on my goals and what I want, and it reminds me of things that we need to do today to hit the goals that we have for the week and for the month, and to make sure we're on track because we have a very aggressive goal uh, for this year as to how much how many clients we want to get, how much revenue we want to bring in. Uh, so with that, we have an entire plan of how much we need to do each month to hit the, those numbers. And so I look at that every morning and every night to make sure that the actions that we're taking during the day uh, are pull, pulling us towards that. And I think a lot of people uh, forget to do that. And I've, I've forgotten to do that myself sometimes. And when I do, um, I just don't get anywhere. So uh, how long do you meditate first thing when you wake up? Um, I wouldn't say like first, first thing, but right before I get on the computer, I do a little meditation. So after like I work out, I drink some coffee, I do all that stuff. Then I do the meditation. And how long do you meditate for usually? Uh, 
it's probably like 15 minutes. Okay. That's a super long time. Do you use music when you meditate or do you do it silently or what kind of meditations? Um, no, well, I use, well, I, I've told you about this program before, uh, the mind movie. So I just look at uh, a mind movie of the stuff I want. And basically what this is, is just images of what you want in life with a little, um, what is that called? Affirmation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after, so I watch that. And then after I watch that, then I look at my uh, 12-month projections and my, you know, things that I got to do for the month to hit our numbers. And then I'm like, okay, that's what we're doing. <laughs> Very cool. And then off I go. <laughs> and is this, do you do it every day of the week? Yes. Very cool. And how long have you been doing that for? Um, I would say at least, at least three i mean the mind movies i'd say i've been using for about a year and that really kicked things up uh, but i think before that i would do that about three years okay but i wasn't as consistent as i am now okay and do you ever drop off the wagon for doing your meditation in your mind movies and have a period where you just don't do them uh, sometimes, like, like on the weekends or if I'm traveling or something, when, well, basically when I'm not working is sometimes uh-huh. when I forget to not do it. <laughs> and do you know to notice a difference in your results when you do yes. it? Yes. So do you start to notice a difference and then jump back on the wagon to do your meditation in your mind movies? Is that how it works for you? Absolutely. Uh, I feel like so disconnected from what I'm trying to accomplish when I don't do this. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's really important to, to keep track of it. And I just... I, don't know, I just I feel different during the day. It's hard to explain. You, you know, I just spent three weeks back home in Missouri for the holidays, and I decided that the first two or three weeks that I was home, um, I wanted to not have any responsibility whatsoever and just lay around and eat unhealthy and not have <laughs> to worry about. So usually I do a 15-minute meditation every morning. I do some visualization and some breathing exercises. And while I, while I was back, I, I stopped and it felt good at first, you know, to have a week off, but I noticed the second week that I got extremely lazy and I just didn't have any passion. And wow. I was like, and I had a lot of questions in my head about like what to do next or what projects to do or what, um, what events to, to work on. And I just couldn't answer any of my questions. And I was like, God, what happened to me? And I can, and you know, it was in the back of my head, like you haven't meditated, but I didn't think too much about it. I was like, well, whatever, I'm fine. I'm happy. And I was sleeping like eight or nine hours a day, which is a lot for me. And I was like, okay, I have a new goal for 2017. I want to do the miracle morning every day for the first quarter. And I started meditating and doing my breathing and visualization. And as soon as I did, boom, like the passion came back and the answers to the questions I had just came to me and it was so incredible. And it was over just two days, you know, getting back into that routine. And it's so incredible how, how much that really uh, impacted me. And I've heard that from other people too, that it's, it's, it's a really powerful exercise. I think that any entrepreneur can implement to get better results in their life. So you've got, you've got a lot of cool stuff going on. You've got, Wizard Media, you've got uh, you've got LinkedIn or Linked Blueprint course, and you've got your international speaking in your books. Is there any so so? Where do you see yourself in the next five to ten years as an entrepreneur? Um, you know, uh, right now we've got a like a three year plan with my current company, so I'm looking to that. And I also in the in the next five years definitely see myself. 
uh, investing in other businesses and, and working on that. Um, I'm on the board of, of a company right now, and we're working towards um, selling that company. So that's uh, you know really exciting. And so I want to get more into that, like investing, buying, selling businesses. I find that uh, fascinating. Who are you looking to connect with? If there's any listeners out there that might be interested in connecting with you, what type of people or entrepreneurs? Um, you know, really for for the for our agency, um, I would would really love to connect with anybody who's got uh, really any any kind of product that they need either SEO for or LinkedIn for. So for for example, for LinkedIn, it works really well when you've got an offer that is uh, at least over a thousand dollars and your target audience is a specific you know job title those are perfect campaigns for us um and then on the seo side i mean we love to work with you know smaller businesses professional businesses like uh, doctors cpas attorneys um those are uh, great clients that we've had for a long time beautiful Okay, Jimena, thank you very much for coming on to the show. Let me give you a big thank you for coming to the Entrepreneur House and thank you for well, thanks for having me. Sharing all the information uh, about your story and these wonderful tips. I do want to tell the listeners where they could get a hold of you at. Uh, yeah, if you go to it's jimenacortez.com. That's my website. You can find uh, all my information there. Uh, if you also want to check out the agency, that's uh, wizardmedia.net. And she's got a really cool promo video on her website, too, that I was watching earlier tonight. So, Jimena, thank you very much for coming on the show. And that's a wrap for tonight. See you all later. Bye. The Entrepreneur House is a business accelerator for established entrepreneurs. Imagine spending an extended period of time with other successful entrepreneurs working together and growing your business. Day to day, you interact with other driven and smart business people. Spending an extended period of time around them alters your business and your mentality around business. Goals are set, business grows, new partnerships develop, greater profit margins are achieved, the productivity skyrockets for those that are in the Entrepreneur House, and you get to have an incredible adventure while doing it. This year we have three different events, a three-day productivity weekend in different cities all around the world, a two-week all-inclusive retreat for entrepreneurs with six-figure businesses. This will be full of workshops, masterminds, and adventure. Then a four-week event in Chiang Mai, Thailand for established entrepreneurs, also full of workshops, masterminds, advisors, and fun weekend social events. Be sure to check out the details at theentrepreneurhouse.com as soon as possible. These events will fill up fast. For those of you that are interested in have some questions be sure to contact us through the entrepreneurhouse.com forward slash contact we will respond as soon as possible for now saludos from somewhere in the world